Alright, we're back on Mr.'s Mini. Singing a song, it's Monday. Hey, Inam, aka Padnam. What's up? What's up with you? It's your boy Pod Drew. Yeah, it is your boy Pod Drew and your boy Padnam. Let's get it on. We're doing it live. We're doing it live on tape, live on record, yeah. on phone record. No, on video, on, on audio cassette. Audio cassette. Is there a uh, old school video camera in here we can get this thing on? Uh, a millimeter VCR, or or even older school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could do that. Why not? Because it is Victory Monday, Padnam. Victory we Monday. We did it first Victory Monday of the year in week two. That of course. Why is, why is it Victory Monday? Well, remember last year, uh, our first year of doing Mr. Robin podcast. Every time both our teams, meaning. My Browns and your Cowboys would win. We would say it's Victory Monday, which mm-hmm. it happened yesterday, Sunday the twentieth, and so it is VM Day, twenty fifteen. However, maybe maybe you're confused. Maybe it doesn't feel such like Victory Monday to you because of certain things that may have gone down in the old Cowboys Eagles game yesterday, which the Cowboys did vanquish the Eagles. Chip and his boys not looking so good right now. I you know I picked it, uh, them to win. Mm. But I did not foresee a certain one of your guys going down with what would appear to be a broken left collarbone. Oh, what? You're talking about the should-have-been-MVP last year, soon-to-be Super Bowl MVP, Tony Romo? Tony Romo, yes. Yeah. It was him now. Yeah. 2-0 for your boys, so good start there. But <laughs> if you keep sustaining... Injuries every week. Week one, Des Bryant. Week two, Tony Romo. Uh, I shudder to think who's going down in week three. Wait, are you, when the Cowboys are you play making the predictions without even making any predictions as we do our pickums? I'm just like, saying next episode? there seems to be a pattern going on here. Uh, the two, uh, I would arguably be their two best players already at down for a, which should be extended periods of time, at least six, yeah. six seven week minimum or both of them. Reports out on Dez saying it'll be like more like ten to twelve weeks for his injury, his foot injury. Uh, how how do you feel, Padnam? How's Cowboys Nation feeling? Well, uh, since I represent a lot of our Cowboys fans and listeners on Mrs. Irrelevant right now, I would represent, say we represent. I would say we feel, from my perspective, I feel optimistic. We got two W's, two injuries. Two in your pocket. One lost running back uh, from free agency. And we have Whedon and... Oh, we, yes. We have Whedon to Whitten combo, which will be a mouthful for a lot of people. Now, see, didn't Whitten get banged up, too, or I guess he's all right? He, did, he gets shaken up, but Whitten has never uh, missed a game in his life. Yeah. So, we can, maybe Maybe Whedon to Williams we as well. And Wood for that one. Knock so. on that. Yeah, Whedon to Williams. Yeah, Whedon to Williams. We uh, a lot of dub dub. Probably if they want to win, probably should be Whedon to handing it off yeah. quite a, most of the time. Yeah, especially behind the stout O line for the Cowboys. But, it could be all right because but I wanted. To, I want to say I want to give credit to this W to the 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 MVP of this game, Dan Bailey, making sure that he got into the game, got involved, grabbed Marco Murray's arm on the sideline, and got him pissed off more to do a negative nine yards total. Rushing. Okay, I, I missed this completely. You saying from the sideline, Dan Bailey grabbed Demarco and held him back. Is well, that- Demarco was running into you know with momentum, yeah. and then uh, Dan Bailey was trying to make sure that he didn't crush and get, him, get himself crushed. So he like kind of like 
stopped DeMarco a little bit and just like held him a little bit maybe too long awkwardly mm. uh, and then DeMarco turned around threw the football at his face who gets the penalty Dan Bailey the kicker who's just trying to protect his own own good uh, but because DeMarco was so angry running angry doesn't always help uh, unless you're Marshawn Lynch you know or AP maybe but if that's the case it, we ended up killing them in rushing. We ended up killing them in the game, obviously. And uh, they did get me nervous a little bit um, because Chip Kelly is very unpredictable. But our defense, solid. Are you solid nervous defense. that Dan Bell is going to be the one to go down in week three, kicking injury or maybe no, sideline He's injury. one of our captains, too. We can't have Dan Bailey. Who's the other captains? Do you know? Romo, uh, Sean Lee. <laughs> oh, Sean Lee is always in danger of Mr. Yeah. Glass territory. Yeah. yeah, Sean Lee's been, but Sean Lee had like. I think 11 tackles this game. Yeah, he's good, no doubt. Speaking of Mr. Glass territory, (laughs) Bradford made it another week, but he is terrible, it seems. Is he that bad? Or is it learning? I watched a good portion of the game, and he definitely looked bad to me. I didn't throw any touchdowns again, unless I missed it. Uh, Obviously, they lost. I think we're making too much out of of nothing, Drew. I think this is just week two. We don't know. Too much out of nothing. That's maybe the Chip Kelly story. Everyone thought he was making magical moves, trading these good players away. I would disagree. Nothing. Never's got no clothes on or not. I think think you've been thinking that he's made, or maybe some people have been thinking magical moves. I think uh, people assume because he's making these moves. Yeah. I think shading McCoy out and all that. I I think the Eagles will be fine. Uh, I think. They're going to have a hot streak going on to closing out the season, and well, they'll be in competition with those Cowboys, as and I predicted. With the NFC East, which just two weeks in, we're not even finished with Week 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andrew Luck and the Colts have not even tangled with Ryan Fitzmagic yet in Week 2. It's not even over, and the NFC East is already an utter shit show. It's a shit show. Well, think about it. We are leading the, the division at two and zero is your Romo, Stasis, Cowboys. Right. Bottoming out is the Eagles, who haven't thought would be good. Zero and two, hard to make the playoffs at zero and two, even though okay. they they might. The the Washington Bullets are miraculously, in my opinion, one and one. They're looking better than I thought. The right. defense is pretty good, right? Shockingly to me, right? And the uh, New York Football Giants are Koa bottoming out with the Eagles, zero and two as well. And they keep getting last minute losses. They can't. Nailed down one in two weeks. So, so do you think that? It's crazy. Do you think that this division is going to be up there for the worst division of the year? I would have to say it's looking that way, unless maybe the Eagles really turn around or the Bullets surprise even more than they have so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it is going to be one of the stranger ones or one of the worst. I don't know. I'm hearing a little uh, East Coast bias here, but from your from your. Uh, Breath here. I'm feeling a little from my breath. You're yeah. hearing it from my breath. Yeah. From your words, from your whatever, whatever. How talking. so? We we'll just start talking about that game in this division. I mean, I got a chance to I talk mean, about anything yet. What Anti-East Coast, not East Coast bias. That makes no sense. Anti-East Coast. I've heard of East Coast bias, but anti-East Coast. Yeah, bias I think you're it. you're all about instead of the East, you're about the North. The West and the South. You're like, fuck the East. Yeah, I may work here. I may live here. But they have nothing. How, how, I think you're rooting for right now. That doesn't make sense, Padnam. That's the only... East is all we've talked about. Yeah, it, it, exactly. But you took a moment. You, you picked them up. And then you slammed the Washington Bullets in the, in, on the ground a little bit. You said the Eagles can't fly. You said the Giants are small. And you said the Cowboys are cow oddments. That's what, that's what <laughs> I'm hearing. Is that a drug yeah. from me? All yeah. right, let's talk about AFC East. Let's All keep right. it East. 
I thought Pats would uh, stumble week two, lose to Sexy Rexy. There was a high offensive, a lot of scoring in this game. Bills made a comeback at the end. They fell short, and that was one of the the games where you got that one over on me. You took uh, the Patronati, and they got it done, 2-0. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say there? Well, I mean, I was rooting for the East Coast against the East Coast, so obviously I, I, I knew a little bit more inside information than you did because I did grow up in New England. But I don't believe... The only times I'll pick them is out of spite sometimes. The old England Redcoats. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, oh, also, uh, this didn't factor in because we both picked Miami, but other uh, teams, of course, Jets play tonight in the AFC East. Miami went down to Jacksonville, and they got down. No victory lap in the, in the J-Ville pool for the Dolphins. Nope. Uh, no. Blake Bortles and crew jumped in and got their own victory lap in their home. It did sound like a Spanish soccer announcer did take the PA announcer announcing microphone and just start screaming goal or touchdown because they look like they won the World Series or Super Bowl and the NCAA That is like the championship for the Jags. I think it is. Florida Florida Bowl. (laughs) You know why, Nam? Because this is the first time since 2012 do you even remember where you were in 2012? Probably not. It was so long ago. Yeah, I was in New York. Oh, okay. Well, it was the first year since then, three seasons ago, mm. where the Jags have have won a game in the month of September. Mm. The last they started out at least 0-4 the last three years. So this is like a Super Bowl victory for them. But what I want to talk about what's going on with these Dolphins? We both, me and you, if I recall, both thought they'd be a, one of the improved teams this year and they'd be fighting for that AFC East uh, crown. And they're losing to Jacksonville week two. They barely beat the Bullets last week. What the? What's going on? You know, the the Dolphins are really, are really probably being affected by the the Sioux effect right now, which is also correlated to the Subway effect. Now let's look at this. Hmm. Subway recently uh, has had, and we haven't had our, our boy, our inside source of, uh, on that yet, deliver. A, a representative from Subway, but they recently had the Jared thing going on, right? Yeah. So this is what uh, this is what I've come up with, and I probably want to talk to that conspiracy theorist sometime later about this. You mean Pod Chip? Pod Chip? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the Subway effect is uh, you got here. We got Justin Tuck, Dismal, and out in Oakland, right? We got oh, Oakland did win. We got Jason Pierre-Paul, blow, blue two fingers, right? We got blew him clean off. He didn't just blow two fingers. We got Robert Griffin the third, uh, just inactive and and now being worked as a CB or oh boy. yeah. Uh, and then you got Dynamic Sue, Dynamic Sue, Dynamic and Dominic Sue, and Dominic Sue. Nope, Dominic Sue, Sue. Well, I'll just call him Sue for short. Sue, who. Still stepping on people from week one, but also got injured in week two. Uh, from week one, from his whole career. Yeah, I know, I know, but continuing trends. Yeah. But now, uh, but he also didn't have any tackles in week one, and then he had one tackle this, this game. Just one tackle, not sack, just one tackle. No, I got you. No, not good. Not so good. the subway effect is being uh, affected by all these athletes that are associated. We haven't heard from uh, Phelps. Uh, doing any any bong hits or swimming any any time recently, and what's what's up with that the ice skater guy? Whatever. Oh, the name. speed skater. Speed skater. Yeah. Apollo Ono. Yeah, he's he hasn't been doing anything. He hasn't been. Uh, he's like the best case scenario. Yeah, exactly. Like, so hasn't done anything, so he's ain't got in trouble. So the subway the subway effect is real. It's a real okay. thing. Well, well, yeah, maybe we'll see if um, Pod Chef can get back in here sometime mm-hmm. soon. Uh, 
I don't think he liked being called a conspiracy theorist. But I listened back to that episode. I don't uh, he, came, he came on. What was he supposed to be? I think he wanted to call himself a, a truth detective. A truther. Yeah, truther maybe. Yeah. Well, anyway. Kind of um, like a birther. Okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Truther. Yeah. And I have some hard truths for you right now. What's that? I'm just I'm just checking my email. Uh, Tony Romo is not. Yeah, go ahead and check. But that's not the only loss you sustained yesterday. What's that? Week two pick 'em. Zero and two equals you. You lost again. I got you again. Four games to two. Oh, when you think about that one. So you mentioned one of them that mm-hmm. I one go, that I got wrong. Go, go, one go, of your two. Yeah. All right, go I'll off the that. results first. One of your two was uh, you did have the Pats successfully beating the Bills, which I did not. Back from Thursday night, you had the Broncos defeating the Chiefs, which I guess we didn't really get to talk about that one. But that game annoyed me. The Chiefs botched it at the end. They completely blew it. They're up a touchdown with like two minutes left or something. They gave up the game-winning drive to Manning. Then. Jamal Charles fumbles the damn ball. Second last fumble of the game. It's not like Jamal. But uh, he loses it, gets picked up by a former Ohio State player. What's his name? Uh, Not blanking on it. But uh, regardless... Took that one in. The Broncos win. I was off oh, to I know the that, start. I know the Ohio State. Scooney Penn. That's what you're... Oh, okay. You're looking for Scooney Penn on that Sure. One. Yeah. Uh, Brutus the Buckeye. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was off to a bad start, but it turned around for me when the Falcons did end up coming back on the Giants. That was my first victory. The Cardinals dispatched the Bears. Still not clear why you... Want the Bears? I guess that was your big upset pick. But Jay Cutler actually had him starting off decently, but then he got hurt, and it was the Jimmy Clausen show. And they just didn't play defense at all after that. Uh, last night, last uh, Sunday night, the Packers took down the Seahawks. But we get might have to talk about that too. Seahawks zero two. They're in trouble now. I mean, made it to the Super Bowl last two years, but like I said, starting off zero two is hard to even make the playoffs in the NFL, let alone get to the to the big show. And of course, my fourth. At a victory, completing my 4-2 uh, you know, week to pick them, was my Cleveland Browns. I rolled the dice on them. They took down the Titans actually pretty easily, mm. thanks to a couple of big plays. Travis Benjamin was flying all over the field. Okay. Uh, Tennessee couldn't get a lid on him. They couldn't stop him in special teams. He accounted for three touchdowns. Yeah. Menzel acquitted himself decently uh, with some exciting plays. Didn't turn the ball over at all. He did fumble a couple times where the Browns are covered. Mariota, on the other hand, although I was impressed with Mariota in the second half, he got the shit kicked out of him in the first half. Yeah. They're down 21 nothing. He came back. They ended up, he ended up leading them down two touchdown drives. And I, I was impressed by him overall, but his offensive line could not protect him whatsoever. He was getting beaten up. There's one play, I think it was the final play of the first quarter. I don't know if you saw this on the highlights, Padnam, but uh, two Browns converged on him for the sack. He <laughs> lo- he went he lost a shoe in one direction. Wait, wait, wait. His who? helmet popped off. Who lost the shoe? Mariota got uh, Mark, Mark. Uh, sacked, strip sacked, lost the football, lost his helmet, and lost his left shoe all in one play. And That's a lot to lose in one. Uh... It was quite a lot. It was a real, as they call it, welcome to the NFL moment. But anyway, I'm happy my Browns uh, righted the ship at least for this week. But I'm even happier to announce that I now get to give you a challenge for the second week in a row, which mm. you will have to do. On our main show this week, of course, this is just a Mr. Many. We'll be wrapping it up shortly. But our main show, week three picks, yeah, it's gonna have to feature a challenge. Are you ready for said challenge, Podnam? So you're done checking your email? Yeah, no, I, I was just kind of, I was just trying to look up some of these stats here, and you know, I think I think I was 
definitely proven right in one aspect saying the Giants would suck this year. But I think if they were going to get a W, they, it shouldn't have been as bad as the, the way they lost uh, yesterday. And I'm sure uh, Lady Padre was not excited about that either, right? Oh, Lady Padre check-in. She is not doing well right now, considering yeah. uh, I, I guess her host... Uh, well, I, last week, of course, I called in sick with post uh, for the for the mini last week with post Brown's lost part in depression. Yeah, luckily that's been cured. But mm-hmm. fortunately, my best gal, Lady Padre, is still mm-hmm. in the throes of post Giants lost depression, uh, lost part of depression. Sorry, yeah, that's, and, tough. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. And well, maybe she can get over it early this week because the Giants. I mean, a sneak preview to our pick'em. Uh, our week three pick them, but the Giants do have the Thursday night game this week against none other than those Washington Bullets. Oof. So if they go down and lose to the Bullets and go 0 oh, 3, I don't know. Someone's head's going to be on the top. I don't know what Lady Padre and Big Blue Nation as a whole is, how they're going to cope and go on, but hopefully it won't come to that. And just for my personal sake, if anything. Because I like to think about myself, Pod Noun. Well, I mean, in all cases. I've never known you for doing that, but this is new news for me. But. And then the other loss that I uh, that I had that I thought was going to be okay was I mean when your your Browns did pull up a really good victory and good kudos to them for actually getting the job done in that way but you know I didn't think that Marcus Mariota would turn into Winslow from Week One and Winslow would turn into Marky. Marcus Mariota in week two. Like, they would have a... a uh, you keep calling him Winslow. You don't understand his name is Winston. Jameis Winslow. Winslow. His name is not Winslow, yeah. but now stop saying it. Well, thank you for correcting me. And uh, Boy, I, you did it last time you talked about him. Freaky too. Friday. calling him Winslow. They were going to have a freaky Stop Friday thinking switch. about family family matters. You I, know? Hey, I Get like, it off the brain. That show ended in the 90s. No, I no, I will not. Carl... Steve, Laura, and the gang still needs to be talked about. They're just as important today as they were in the past. So, anyways, you got the inside line on picking the the Cavs. I I was <laughs> now you're saying, now you're bringing the Cavs into it. Yeah. Well, no, because it's, I don't think you. <laughs> at least you did physically show up today, Pat. Now, but yeah. mentally, I don't think you're quite. Going no, no, this I'm, not, I'm at, I'm actually kind of dealing with this uh, whole NBA getting ready season. So my mind is not. That's the first thing Look I Look out saw. for a new Brooklyn rebound coming shortly, yeah, I hope. Which we're only um, three weeks away from... Actually, less than, less than three weeks. Two and a half weeks away from training camp starting. Uh-oh. Yeah, we got to get an episode out. Talking ball talking... But let's get Nibba. back to it. So you want... You're talking about... What, all right, but you're... Well, since you brought it up, let's talk about it quickly. Jameis Winston and the Bucks defeat... And probably the biggest upset in a week, which there are a lot... Defeated the Saints, more like the Aints again, 0-2. I'm out of my suicide pool because I had the Saints. Week t- I won this thing last year, and this is just a separate thing, you know, a family thing, but now I'm out already week two. And I, I didn't pick don't the Bucks this for time this week, right? I no, we both team. picked the, the Saints, as did the whole country, because yeah. the Bucks looked like the worst team in football. Yeah. Now these stupid Aints might be. I mean, this is pathetic. Uh, oh, well. What else? The big upsets. I guess we talked about the other main ones. Um, oh, well, yeah, the Raiders upset the Ravens. That's another 0-2, another perennial playoff team that started 0-2. And the Ravens, as a Browns fan personally, I couldn't be more happy about that one. But uh, can the Ravens come back this year? Now, Ravens themselves look really—they look. Their defense looks terrible. 
Yeah, I mean Flacco. Flacco looks all right, but he's Flacco. He's doing his. He's doing. Thing. He's doing his Flacco thing. Yeah. Their defense is not the same. They lost T. Sizzle, obviously. Yeah, that was year. a huge injury, uh, and he is the leader. Obviously, the leader. Of the he's team there, at this yeah. point. So. Yeah, he's motivational leader. And I also, guess. Yeah, I didn't even think about that as much. But. So that affects everything. So someone has to step up in that role, uh, kind of like Rolando McClain did last year for the Cowboys. So you need like a C.J. Mosley to step up, be a leader. Uh, on defense, they, I mean, they need uh, who's going to do it. I, I don't know. So, so we said all this, all the upsets. So now let's count the remaining undefeated teams. We got, we got four okay. of them. We got uh, in the AFC. We got AFC, uh, Denver, which I predicted Thursday they would two win. Oh, yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals. They're That's also two and zero. Yeah. Uh, New England's two and zero. And now we'll go into the NFC. We got the Cowboys, Pack, yep. the Falcons, and the Panthers. And the Cardinals. Cardinals. All right, so a handful of teams still. About eight teams all together. And we'll really get into their chances for going 3-0 in Week 3 picks. So I guess that'll about do it for this many, unless you want to talk about anything else other than the fact that I, I, I'm going to issue to you this challenge right now. Uh, let's just see if my sources have brought in some breaking news. Some hot quick. news items real quick. Yeah. All right. Let me just check that. And as my sources are saying... I have okay. Here we go. Three of your friends have birthdays today, and on Facebook. So that's that's all I got for you today. Okay. Well, good effort as usual. Now with yeah. the breaking news. All right. So here's what I'm going to say for your challenge. Now, do you recall the first ever challenge I gave you when the first time you lost? In 2014 season of Mr. Zerelvin. No, I don't. It was a dark. I dark remember. We've mentioned it a bunch of times. Uh, it did deal with your boy Romo, mm-hmm. and in fact, you had to write some Romoetry, which of course is an ode, poetic ode to Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. given the events that transpired yesterday and the state of the, the current state of the Cowboys, I don't feel that a second crack at Romoetry would be appropriate at this juncture. I think if uh, you see where have- I might be going with this, but. What are you, you going to say? No, I think the people have had their share of poetry. Yeah. But I don't think they've had their share of poetry in general. Sure. Poetry that you have to write. Mm-hmm. At this uh, point, I see no better target or no better... Uh, target? Oh, wow. Okay. No better... That's probably not the right word. <laughs> no better muse for you to get out your your great poetry and your... Mm. Yeah, I am... You know, your written page, your... You need to express yourself on now. Yeah. And I think I will require some weedentry at this point. For your week two challenge, you must put your main muse, Tony Romo, to the side, and you must write a poetic ode to none other than Brandon Whedon, who will be leading your team uh, at home against the Falcons in week three. Okay. Are you up to the challenge? Am I up to the challenge? Uh, it doesn't matter if you are or not, you have to do it. Oh, uh, so I'm writing an ode to Brandon Whedon now. Me writing this ode... And you said poetry. You're up to poetic license. It has to be some sort of poet poem. Okay. I believe you you want the rhyming scheme with your romoetry last year, but maybe you want to do a haiku, a weed and haiku, whatever you want to do. I mean, I feel that's a little lazy, but whatever you want to do, Pinon. So you just in one simple swift, you call the culture of Japan and their 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 art and significance of how they tell stories lazy. Uh, well, no, I mean most haiku poets probably spend all day. They write a lot of them, but if you just right. have to do one one weedenetry, uh, one weeden poem here, right, right. I think it would be lazy for you to just go in a simple, quick haiku. I want a little more effort from you. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, when have I ever mailed it in on a challenge? 
Good point. You know, I guess it's never happened. Never happened. So I won't expect Nothing but it. consistent. Nothing but consistent. And we will expect that we denitry to be read aloud on week three picks pod. And with that, we'll just wrap this Mr.'s Many up. Make sure you're subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound on iTunes. We'll get back to you next pod with other stuff you need to subscribe to and do. But in the meantime, just do that. Help us out. Rate, review, whatever. You know, help a couple pod boys out. And uh, we'll see you later this week. And go New York Liberty. Bring a championship to New York, Bob Bob. Peace.